0: welcome to embrace the spiritual podcast join friends michelle and dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart raise your vibration and reclaim your sovereignty hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary Follow, subscribe, and share Embrace the Spiritual podcast
1: on all streaming services, including YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for bonus content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an Aura Regression, Raw Reiki, or Akashic Reading with Dawn, go to her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com and to book an aura regression, raw Reiki, Akashic reading, or to do a home or pet clearing, visit Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Welcome back. This episode, we are chatting about soul contracts. You may or may not heard of these before, but we all have them. So we wanted to share kind of what they are all about. What I have learned for soul contracts, just at base level and Don has a great story about a different take on soul contracts, but at its core, when we are still at our soul energetic level, so it could have been in earth years, it could have been decades and decades since the last time we incarnated, kind of the way I like to visualize it is maybe as part of our soul family, it's like your soul is sitting around this big boardroom table with a whole bunch of other souls. And... Maybe in this lifetime, there's a lesson that you want to learn. And so you put it out there that, hey, I want to learn. I'll give you a couple examples in a second, but I want to learn this lesson. And another soul in your soul family might say, hey, I haven't learned the opposite of that. I'll help you learn that lesson. So that other soul basically creates that con- soul contract with you that they are going to play a role in your life. And they may come in not till later in life, early in life. It just depends how things work out. But really what you're doing is you're creating that soul contract that you're going to come into this life, learn that lesson. And as we've talked about in the past, until we learn the lesson, it's going to keep repeating. At the end of the day, probably 99% of us, if not all of us, don't remember what soul contracts we signed in. So we kind of get this soul amnesia when we are... Birthed into this life. And that's kind of on purpose. If we came in right away knowing our lesson that we wanted to learn, we might try to take shortcuts and think we learned the lesson. But really, the lesson is learned at an emotional level and spiritual level where you can take that step back from maybe how the lesson was learned. Maybe it was kind of traumatic. Maybe that's the way that the souls kind of discuss that it might come about that way. Because there's lots of shitty things that happen in life. As we've talked about, sometimes they could come from negative entities and all these other things. So it's not necessarily a soul contract. That's not what we're talking about in this. This is kind of that organic soul contract that we want to learn. And it could be a toxic relationship that we want to learn what it's like to forgive. So the other person is coming in and playing the other side of it. It's interesting, my throat's getting all uh, all kind of... Uh, particularly talking about this. So this has definitely been forgiveness is definitely been one of my uh, elements of soul contracts in this life. But someone is going to come in as another soul and provide those triggers for you, whatever it, the situation is going to happen. Part of what affects these soul contracts, free you will, and so if you didn't listen to that episode, go back Season one and listen to free will because even though we've written into our soul contract in our blueprint, free will plays a huge part of whether we end up learning that lesson as part of this soul contract or not.
0: So that's the simple version of soul contracts. But if you have done auras, you know it takes another step into being so much more complicated than that. Because even though our soul may have learned that lesson, for whatever reason, you, that contract might not break and if that does not break you are on this repeat cycle of not being able to break out of it and the beautiful thing with aura is that we can go in see if there's any negative contracts that we accidentally agreed to because of gosh there's so many things uh signing contracts in real life signing contracts with people that had negative entities in them energies it really Gets more complicated than, you know, just being like, oh, yep, we signed a contract, come in. And then we have been manipulated against our free will, not knowing that these things have taken our innocence and our amnesia and, you know, use that to their advantage. But since we are reclaiming our sovereignty, we are taking our sole contract writing back and clearing out clearing them out. I had a sole contract that was written by my parents from my adoption. They signed paperwork and whoever the person that they signed it with was not a good person. And there was hidden agenda in that contract that affected me. And it took a while to figure it out. Because I had cleared a lot, but I just felt like something was missing. So I ended up doing a session and I said, Could you just please, you know, see if there's any contracts out there that I did not agree to? And there was. I, cause you get these feelings like when you start, you know, processing your emotions and going with your gut, you will get feeling of, you know what? I need to look into this. This is something that could be affecting me. And this was a soul contract that was not honoring me because it was written on behalf of some other people in my life. I learned that and it is a lesson and I'm very grateful for that lesson. And now I know when I'm doing sessions to, if something just feels off when I'm doing that part in the bodywork, I'm going to take that extra step and say, Hey, is there anything more especially like when things are repeating over and over again, or people seem stuck on something. There is usually more to that situation than what appears to be. You know, have you feel like you've learned a lesson from something in your life and you just cannot get over it? You know, I think healing from loss is a big one. You know, why are you repeating it? Why are you repeating it? Why are you repeating it? And we are feeding an energy from loss. We're supposed to be able to heal, move on, be grateful that that person was in our life and it's taken care of. I know one of my clients is being energetically manipulated because of a of the situation she is in. Her daughter passed away. It's been, it's gonna be a year this year, but she keeps acting like it is the first day over and over again. And All I can do is try to comfort her and be remind her that you could see it coming. Unfortunately, because she's not of sound mind, she forgets. So it, to her it is a open wound and but i know it is a, a manip- an energetic manipulation i can feel it and i can only do so much without overstepping my boundaries you know or her boundaries and my boundaries you know like we do have this role to play i just have to, it's a very delicate situation with her because if she has a soul contract this is what she signed up for i do not want to overstep that soul contract so i just talked to her self. And I say, whatever I can do in this moment in time and space, if I can help, please let me help. If it is her lesson to learn, just trying to keep it as respectful as possible, because I don't want to ever get myself into a situation that I overstep other people's boundaries. You know, when you work with energy, you have to be super respectful, super mindful. I never want to do that to anybody and especially not her since she's not of sound mind and body. So I try to be as respectful as I can in the situation as we all should be and all energies should be. But Unfortunately, we live in an inverted world that we're trying to make positive. So when you go out in your day-to-day, question your actions, you know, is this a soul contract? Because I keep repeating something. Am I energetically respecting other people as well?
1: I like that you brought that up about the repetition because any lesson... We're trying to learn is going to repeat itself. But it's important to have heart discernment around the situation. And we've talked about that in a past episode about heart discernment. And I would encourage you to go back and listen if you've missed that episode. But when we are in a difficult situation with people and you're kind of wondering, like, is this a soul contract that we've got? Check in with, like Dawn said, you know, ask your higher self, is this a soul contract? Is this a lesson I need to be learning? Or is there something inside that person that is having them behave in a way that is uncharacteristic? Because more and more that we're seeing people, I look back at situations. So some of the life lessons that I've learned, and I look back at the players, quote unquote, that were part of that situation. And it took me a lot of years. You know, I've forgiven the one person that's still in my life, but the other person who's never going to be in my life again, I can now see that that person actually has things inside of them that were causing the behavior. And I'm not saying in any way that it excuses it, they may or may not have been conscious of it. But the point is, The heart discernment. And sometimes all you can do is look back at a situation because I know more now than I did five, six, 10 years ago. That is part of me learning the lesson and healing it, is because I can see the situation differently, not excusing anybody, but I can see the roles that everybody played in the situation. And some of you might be thinking, you know, why would I choose such a difficult life or difficult lesson? Like you're looking for that abort mission button that you want to hit, but don't. Stick with it because that soul growth that we're doing is elevating our soul's vibration. It's getting us back to the energetic being that we are. And once we can learn those lessons, we're not repeating them in different lifetimes because that's a lot of times what happens is we have found that people are carrying these lessons through multiple lifetimes because they haven't learned it because of free will or other people's manipulation like dawn said when other people sign contracts that physically like in this world sign contracts a handshake is also a contract so be really mindful of who who you're shaking hands with, because if they have entities within them, they can connect in with you from that handshake. It's like a contract that you are making with that person. So be really selective. And it's kind of one of those inorganic programming things that it's polite to shake someone's hand. You know, thankfully now they have fist bumps. If you want to do a fist bump with somebody instead, at least that's less invasive. But we are ultimately responsible to heal and work on our soul contracts. Like Dawn said, we can't control other people. We can send them love. Maybe you do need an aura session so that you can get through the layers of what we don't know consciously, because that's what the aura regression helps us with. It connects us with the higher self. We as facilitators of that process are also connecting with archangels and other benevolent beings to help get the answers for you so that you can break these cycles and the soul contracts. And we can help, as Dawn's example explained, we can help remove and clear those contracts, whether it's through an Akashic reading, because I've done that before, through Akashic readings, cleared out contracts that are no longer needed, because sometimes they just linger. And we, it's not that we necessarily have to learn a lesson from them, but they could still influence us. And that's really what we want to clear out of our space. So hang in there. If journaling works for you, you can definitely see progress. If you journal about your experiences, you can look back. Because I think that's sometimes what we forget is we have come a long way in healing, but if you feel like you have so much more healing to do, we forget to acknowledge and applaud ourselves for the healing we've already done. We've come a long way, and it's not about getting things 100% right. It's about feeling good where you're at and making peace with the decisions that you have made to this
0: point in time. And since we're growing spiritually, there may be some soul contracts coming on line because we've made that growth and those changes. there's We're always learning, we're always growing. And just because you think you're, oh, I'm done with all my soul contracts, that's not true. There's gonna be more. There's always more to learn, more to grow, more to do, because we're here collectively. And there's I'm sure there's a collective soul contract that we've all, you know, are part of. It's just exciting, exciting times. And when you mentioned about shaking hands, I know a, I don't even know if you would call, call I'm going to say him because there's thousands of hymns. healer, but he admitted in a broadcast that he energetically will test your energy. And I'm like, so now knowing what I know, because this was before I was awakened, that is a no, no, no on any level. Like there is so much stuff that can go on. It turns my stomach now knowing that that is infringing upon somebody's sovereignty. So be mindful of the decisions that you are make at all times. When I, you know, if I have to shake somebody's hand, I make sure I'm Phoenix firing, you know, so nothing is in this sacred space because we want to stay sovereign. We want to not get any more negative soul contracts that may change our timelines since we're still shifting between timelines in and out. And we all want to stay on that organic high timeline to help the collective shift. So just be mindful of you know what you're doing, who you're interacting with at all times. Don't want to complicate things more than it is. And also, you know, when you were talking about Akashic readings, if you have a bigger contract that Is super negative and you need to learn a lesson from, it will have to have an aura to clear it. It all depends on what level it is in your soul history. So not everything is like one and done. I'm sure there is gonna be a lot more sessions where I learn things in auras because it really gets down to the nitty-gritty of what is going on and the lessons that you need to learn. For me, I've been setting intentions to clear things for myself. So I know there is a CIA document. I don't remember what it's called, but they actually know about this stuff. So if we get trapped in a soul contract, we can rewrite those timelines. They've talked about how we can rewrite those timelines. So think about a time in your life where you're really unhappy. Rewrite that timeline so it is something else and it's happier and it's more organic. It is as simple as that because you're changing the energy that was associated with that event. So that is what I have been doing in my dream time for a couple of weeks to change the things that are still affecting me now, because I want to heal on a, the highest level possible doing what we do. It's always about healing, 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 and more healing. You know, I know a lot of us came into this life, not having an easy childhood, and I know it got me to where I needed to go. And I'm thankful for that. But there are some things in my childhood that were extremely traumatic that I know that are still affecting me in this body right now. So I am trying to go back and heal that. And I would probably add hugs into that, like handshakes and hugs, any of that physical
1: contact. Shields up, swords up. Make sure you're doing your daily shields, protection, protection when you're going into those public situations and don't out of obligation, give that energy or that connection to somebody else. I love that you brought that up and absolutely sold contracts. I think we have kind of one main one, but as we're learning through the aura regression sessions that we do with clients and with each other when we go to retreats. These are so multifaceted, multi multidimensional, that we're still uncovering things about this. You know, we're just giving you kind of the snippets of understanding soul contracts. And really the purpose of understanding them is to look at situations differently and say, okay, is this something I'm meant to learn? Is this about something somebody else has, you know, am I being manipulated, like all of that heart discernment, that's really ultimately what our souls are here to grow and learn. So sometimes we are part of maybe I'll call them collective missions, because at this point, I, I'm not really sure if it's a a contract. I mean, Dawn and I obviously signed up on a soul level that we were going to do something to help raise the vibration of the collective and we're doing that through this podcast free will we could have done it lots of other ways we could have done facebook lives or youtube channel we chose this method and as much as we have our individual soul contract we're still part of the collective and i think it's just understanding our role in the bigger picture we're here to grow And sometimes we're here to mirror to other people to help them grow. So whether it might not be a soul contract, but maybe it's just a role that you play. So I think in any soul contract, there's still, you know, kind of non-player characters, I think they're called, and uh, in video games. But I think there's just other people that are there to be in our lives for only a short period of time. We've got Things like soulmates, twin flames, although I think both of these terms are slightly overused and maybe not in an organic, healthy way because I think a lot of people maybe feel they have their twin flame. I think it's actually more of a rare occurrence that twin flames are actually in the same life at the same time. That's what I've come to understand. And soulmate, I've seen this misused a lot when it comes to what we're doing in this lifetime, because I think sometimes people use that soulmate like you're the one and only soulmate. And that's not true. We can have friends that are soulmates. I feel my dog that passed away. He was one of my soulmates because the soulmates aren't necessarily romantic. They're there to facilitate growth in some way for your soul. That's what I like to think of when I think of soulmates, that it's not just a romantic because people seem to want to state claim like, oh, that person was my soulmate. And well, Probably not like they could have been, but I think it's just overused and gives you a false sense of maybe what they were really in your life to
0: help facilitate. And I think that is a negative narrative that they like to perpetuate, which is, you know, like there's only one for you. Well, that may be true. There may be only one but there could be multiple ones because we are all growing on a individual level. And if you stop growing on that individual level and this, you know, like say you're still growing, this person is not, then where are you? You are not matching vibrations. And if you're not matching vibrations and we have tools that we can help the person wake up, but honestly it is their individual choice cuz they have free will. They don't want to wake up, it's not going to happen. And honestly, I thought my partner was not going to wake up because he has said things like, "Yep, yeah, that's your thing. You you keep doing that." <laughs> it's like, "Well, we're in this together, you know. We, we said we're a partnership. It, it it's it does not go one way or no way." <laughs> you know, I am very fierce and strong and it's all or nothing. And he knows that and he's growing. So I do love him and I know he's going to listen. So love you.
1: (laughs) I'll add a twist to that soulmate conversation as well. Like Don said, they may not be at that soulmate or twin flame at this time, but as your partner is raising their vibration and leveling up, they could have what we call as a walk-in. And this is not a negative walk-in that's out there that some alien has walked in this is a walk in of your higher self. so it could be that later on once you've both done equal work and and are at a high matching vibration maybe that person's higher self walks in and that's your twin flame. so the physical vessel might not be have your twin flame or soulmate energy vibration of a soul inside them at this point but doesn't mean it can't happen too because we are all constantly leveling up. So I just wanted to add kind of that little element, walk-ins are a little bit of a different conversation, but that's really what happens is as we level up, we might have our higher self becomes more integrated into our soul. So we start remembering more and more. That's really what that talks about. Beautiful point
0: uh, on the walk-ins because a lot of people don't talk about that. They don't realize when they go through major energetic shifts, that you get closer to that higher self that you didn't know that you were part of because we have not been told the truth about what can go on. And I think I didn't hear about walk-ins until I met Aurora. And I think they are a lot more common than people think. And I think that, you know, and you can have multiple walk-ins. I know I've had at least two, And it all depends on where you are in your life, what you're meant to learn, your soul contract, what is going on to jump you up. Look into it. If you think you've had a walk-in, you possibly might have. It is a huge energetic shift. It can be extremely intense at times. And I don't even know if you can put it into words because your body is literally vibrating on a level that you have never felt before. I can't even think of any...
1: Other way to describe it. And sometimes you don't even know what's happening because so much else is going on. And I was blessed that Dawn was there when I had a walk in, that she was able to see it for me. And it was beautiful because there was so much else that was going on at that time that I didn't recognize it. And so it was really beautiful. And I was honored that her and Julie were there to be a part of that. And one of the things that Donna and I are talking about, okay, so how do you know you are following your soul contract or your highest path? I would say that when you have a lot of synchronicity or what you may think are strange coincidences happening that seem to open doors, like maybe you're manifesting lots, like all of these things, it's just like you couldn't imagine it even happening that way, or doors are open, you meet the right people at the right time that offer you something that, you know, guidance or assistance when you're in those doubt, you know, kind of wondering what's going on. And those are signs that you are on the right path. You kind of heard that terminology. That's really what it is, is that that you're on your high timeline, you're working towards your soul contract. And I think from what we're understanding that when we are in our spirit form and we're signing this soul contract, you know, there's certainly Your time, date, place of birth, like all of those things are very purposeful. And so is your, we'll call it death, but because that's the physical thing that happens to your body, your soul doesn't die. But that isn't a defined date. And it's more about when your spirit and your soul realizes it is actually needed in the energetic realm. More so than it is needed in the physical realm, because so many of us are doing work in both places, right? We're doing the work in our dreams. We're energetically going to maybe help ourselves in parallel timelines, or we're helping the collective in astral travel. But I think that once your soul has realized it's time, it's time. And your exit may happen in a, many different forms. I mean, our higher self and our soul ultimately choose what that might look like. But really, that's you've learned your lesson. you've helped. And, and your soul may have said, Okay, maybe I'm done with my soul contract. And I want to live another 20 years just helping out. Maybe that's what happens. Or maybe you realize that you are going on to be a spirit guide for family members. Whatever your soul is doing as as your next step, that moment will come and then your contract is done, so to speak, your soul contract. So really, we already know on an energetic basis. So don't go through life worrying about that end point because you're not living. You're here for a reason. And sometimes, like we're making, helping you become aware of soul contracts, but we also don't want you living with that in the back of your mind at all times. It's just an awareness so that we can help understand what is going on with our lives in any given moment. If there's a really tumultuous time, we can take a step back and go, okay, really, what is this teaching us? If we worry about how we're leaving this earth, you know what? You're not living. And that's no good. That's not a fun place to be for your family, for yourself. I just wanted to bring it up that your soul will know when your contract is completed and you're no longer needed in the physical plane. And that's really, you're trusting that in faith. That's all
0: you can do. And on that note, I always remind my clients, you don't know when it's going to be your time. It's not stamped on your butt. And I say, if it was stamped on your butt, how would you be living life differently? And they always laugh. <laughs> You'd always be looking behind you, wouldn't you? No, right? And that's what I feel like they're doing because they're like, I'm so old, I can't do anything. It's like, you don't know what you signed up for. And this is before I even became awakened. Like, I knew they, you know, it's like, you don't know why you are here. So stop assuming you know why you're here and want to end it as quick as possible. That's funny because it reminds me of somebody. So I guess they had actuaries back in the old days. And there was a person who said at this date, you know, this is you're going to, you're going to not live past this age. So when that time came, this person was like, well, I'm still here. What am I doing? And they lived like 10 to 15 years later going, I'm still here. What am I doing? And they really didn't live because they're just like, I don't understand why I'm still here. So do you want to live like that? I don't. I'm going to embrace the day, do what I want, help the collective. I've got a mission. I don't even know what it is sometimes, but I'm going to live and not worry about it. And there's so many signs when you're making those step ups. Like when I went to get certified in Mount Shasta, there were phoenixes in the clouds that I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I do not get those confirmations so much anymore because they're just like, you're doing what you need to do. Don't worry about it. But you get like angel bumps or, you know, you'll see numbers or see things that mean and you realize, ah, I at one time said, if I I see this, this is going to mean this. So there's always confirmation that you are on the right path, you know, especially when people feel uncertain and like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm stuck in Groundhog's Day. Is it because you're choosing not to grow and repeat that soul contract over and over again or just repeat karma or just be stuck? Because I have... Seen people who are on a super negative timeline repeating the same things over and over and over again. And they get so wrapped up in their ego, wrapped up in the power of, I'm better than you, look at me. And it's just like, that is not how we should be living. It feels so wrong that if you have to make somebody else feel belittled or to make yourself feel better, that's not what type of person I want to be. I don't want to be in that person's timeline. So I've cut people out who cannot live from their heart. And I'm not making apologies and going back to that because I'm here to grow and to show that there's a better way to live. Something I want to
1: add to that is as you raise your vibration and do work on yourself, sometimes you can see the work other people need to do. But be mindful that it's not your job to just go say, hey, I can see if you do These three things, it's going to help you figure out that situation because that ultimately doesn't help the person learn their lesson. You are solving their problem, and that's not really your role to do. So, Don mentioned it earlier. You know, without overstepping others' boundaries, you can be the mirror. You can send love. You can send them information. It's their free will if they're ready to incorporate and really
0: listen to that kind of advice, I guess, that you might be, might be giving. So we all have decisions and free will to make. And how are you going to spend that time? And I guess this is like a subconscious thing that I try to, in the back of my mind, be mindful of, but not consciously mindful, because I'd probably not get, not get much done. But what are you doing in your life now? Are you growing? Have you stopped? And this is for our listeners because I know I'm growing. And I'm sure, Michelle, I will at least I hope you'd point out Dawn, you're stuck. What the heck are you doing? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) sir. How do you want to live your life? Are you here for the collective to help us all grow and move on to that next step? Or are you here to stay stuck in your ego, in the negative timelines, and not learn your soul contracts that you need to? you know, hit, I l- I look at them as markers. Like, did you do that one? Did you do that one? Did you do that one? I don't know my soul contract. So it's not like I am consciously, you know, be like, okay, I got this one checked off. I got checked off. I understand why we have amnesia coming in. It's a beautiful thing. Thanks for that gift. Because then, you know, you'd be like rushing around, like, I got to learn the soul contract. But would you really be looking that soul contract? Probably not, because it's just another goal that you're setting for yourself. But so you need to really feel that growth when you're living your life because that helps us all grow all get that higher vibration together for the collective and the faster you know we all can do this collectively I mean it is such like a like when people meditate on a city crime goes down as we collectively grow, we are creating things and clearing those negative timelines. So let's all grow together. Let's all be part of the collective he- of healing for each other, for the land, for the universes, because it is echoing out from here to other universes. And I can hear them cheering, going, yeah, <laughs> couple last
1: thoughts. One story I want to share is remember not to live by other people's timelines because you don't know what their sole contract is. And the example I want to give around this is my husband's grandfather passed away at quite an early age of 72. And my father-in-law, I remember him thinking that he was always worried about making it to the age of 72 when his dad died. So it was kind of sad, actually, that he was always worried about, oh my gosh, I hope I make it to 72 and then 73 and 74. So he was really living year to year without living and being in the moment. I mean, he was certainly, I'm not taking away all of his experiences for those last remaining years, I think. But, you know, he went on to live quite a few years past that. But just be mindful that yes, we have family, maybe medical things. But as Dawn said, we can work through an aura regression session that maybe we can clear you from these physical ailments that are maybe generational so that that isn't going to be your demise. So just because you've had a grandparent or parent die at a certain age does not mean that's when you're going to die. We are our own unique people live in our moment. And my final thoughts on soul contracts. Look, not every challenge is going to be necessary. You can move through them. They only become a challenge really if we allow them to become a challenge and it's not a race we're not here to hey so we get back to the soul level and go i finished mine in 29 years seven days and three minutes how about you right that's not what it's about and just remember to be true to yourself be excited for the journey continue to grow shift and evolve and your purpose will remain
0: next episode we will be talking about breaking negative cycles how to recognize them what role you play and how you can change what you think you are stuck in
1: follow subscribe and share embrace the spiritual podcast on all streaming services including youtube follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok go to embracespiritual.com for bonus content and a list of upcoming episodes to book an aura regression raw reiki or akashic reading with dawn go to her website alchemy-sacredsound.com and to book an aura regression raw reiki akashic reading or to do a home or pet clearing visit michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com
0: with infinite love and gratitude thank you for joining us